Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 253, putting 1% more effort into your healing heartbreak journey. I know it's a mouthful of a title, but here we are. That was as simple as I could make it so that you really knew what you were getting into for this episode. As always, I love to do these episodes and share my personal experience with whatever is going on with me and what I'm working on, as well as my clients' experiences and our coaching exchanges and ahas and breakthroughs and challenges they're moving through in order to help you. Because my assumption is you can totally relate whether you are heartbroken or on your finding love journey. Now, even though I am on neither of those journeys, I am not heartbroken after moving through a plethora of heartbreaks during my 20s and 30s, especially my rock bottom heartbreak which you can hear all about in episode five, my heartbreak story. I always say the work never stops for myself. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I definitely talk about where my coaching is focused on, and it usually is regarding my coaching business. I actually talked about this last week in my episode, Dating in Your Power, because I was helping another client who's a coach building her business and being in her power in her business. Building your coaching business is such a near and dear journey to me. And so I love helping people if they're the right fit and I have space for it in my calendar. This particular client healed her heart and found love with me, really healed her heart over her relationship with herself and found her fiance and has now segued into starting her own coaching business. And I always say that the work into building a business, or I also use the example of pursuing acting because I too was an actor. I love to use these analogies because sometimes it's really hard to understand when we have blind spots about our own issues. And I often see a lot of parallels here. So Today's episode was inspired by what I uncovered for myself that was a major blind spot for me when it comes to creating bigger goals in my business. As I share this, please just be patient. I'll be completely transparent here. I've already tried recording this episode twice because I don't want to get into too much about my stuff because I know it's not so relatable if you're heartbroken, but I want you to understand how I got to creating this episode and showing you how what I'm doing for my own personal growth work will hopefully be something that would work for you in your personal growth work with your healing heartbreak journey. Something that I've been working on with my coach is looking at the actions I take when my nervous system is triggered. My default is to go into fight or flight, but as I started to look more deeply and take the time and do more inquiry, as my coach asked me to do, and as I asked my clients to do, I realized I actually also spend a lot of time being in the dorsal 
aspect of the nervous system, which is the shutdown and freeze mode. And I found that to be really interesting. And so we started looking at where I was scared to take action in my life. And in particular for me, it was my business. So again, please stay tuned because this is going to circle back to you. I got a little confused because I'm like, I've always just told myself the story, right? And this is what coaching is really all about, right? What is the story you're telling yourself that isn't serving you? Because it's just a fucking story. And I have always prided myself on being a huge action taker, even though I've felt very scared. So I pursued acting. I graduated college early. I moved home to Westchester County just outside of Manhattan and started taking acting classes and dove right in and got headshots and got an agent. Like I was such a hustler. And I had a job at a clothing store in my hometown, Rags in Rye, New York. It's no longer there, RIP, but it was just such a great setup. Also taking my acting classes, commuting in and out, auditioning. And I pursued acting for 15 years up until my mid-30s and until I fell in love with coaching more. And it got to the point that my auditions were interfering with my coaching business. And so I realized, oh my God, I love coaching more than acting. And then I just totally went all in and pursued a life coaching business and started it from scratch and launched this heartbreak niche and launched the podcast and put my whole fucking story out there. And keep in mind, this was in 2017. It might not sound like that big of a deal, but at that time, I couldn't find a heartbreak coach because I tried looking for one and I couldn't find one. And now there's a bunch. Great. The world needs them. But really at that time, even 2017, now, you know, what is that? Math? Seven years ago, six years ago. It really was, if I say so myself, a big quote unquote risk to take, a big action step to take and a very vulnerable step to take. And so my automatic response as I was looking into like, oh, where I shut down or where I maybe run from taking action, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't run. I don't shut down. I take the action, which is true. But as I started to do a deeper inquiry and look at my day to day of how I'm showing up, I was still like, yeah, no, I take a lot of action. I podcast weekly. I post pretty regularly on Instagram. Follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach if you don't already. I send emails out to my email list and I write regularly for Poosh. Follow Poosh, Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle site on Instagram if you don't already. I write dozens of articles for them. I have been for years on heartbreak dating and relationships, and I'm going to be starting an advice column for them, which is very, very exciting. So keep your eyes and ears perked, or you can also just subscribe because I usually send all my articles out to my mailing list. But that's a really fun thing to do. So again, I take lots of action. But for, I would say, the last couple of years, if I'm being really honest, and again, this is vulnerable for me to share, and you might not think it's a big deal because you're like, yeah, I'm not a coach. I don't understand why you're talking about this. But I've always wanted bigger goals for myself. And to my credit, adjusting to a man with four kids has been no small feat in terms of time, in terms of energy, in terms of the emotional care and the sensitivity to their needs and making sure they feel good about me entering into the picture and then supporting all of their activities and 
you know, co-parenting with Larry. I mean, all of that has just been a huge adjustment. So I am throwing myself a bone that maybe the last couple of years haven't been the right time for explosive growth. But now we're getting married and it's true what they say. Planning a wedding is like a full-time fucking job. (laughs) And I still have my full-time job. And now I'm more immersed with the four kids in their lives. And life is just a lot. And you guessed it, my tendency is to shut down. Yet, I want to create bigger goals. I want to sell more courses. I want more people in my group program. P.S. Go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com if you are curious about those offers. I also have a few spots available for one-on-one coaching. And don't get me wrong, everything is good. I have a great business now, but I am an expansive person. Why not sell more courses? Why not help more people in the group program, which I truly think is the most magical space for single and heartbroken people? Truly, truly, truly. And so it hit me that I do shut down and I could get way more done if I didn't indulge so much of my exhaustion. It hit me, and this might be different for you. You might just be like heartbroken and and the person left you last week and you're just in complete shock. So maybe save this episode and just take in what I'm saying because I think that there's an appropriate time and place to give yourself a little bit of a loving kick in the ass to be like, okay, I could definitely be doing more here. I could definitely be producing more. I could definitely be a much better manager of my time. If I am resistant to doing something, I will call one of my besties. I will tune into a murder documentary. I will scroll till the day is long on Instagram. I will do laundry because it's like, that's productive. We've got six people in the family. There's always fucking laundry to do. There's always dishes to do. Even if we run the dishwasher a couple of times, there's always dishes that need hand scrubbing. I'll find all the things to do to avoid doing the things that I was planning on doing for work. Now, I eventually get them done. I always have a podcast ready for you guys on Mondays outside of, I think, three weeks out of the five years that I've been doing this podcast. But I know I could have way more of a fire under my ass and I could meet myself and learn how to process my emotions when I want to shut down and avoid doing the task. And my guess is if I showed up more and I also committed to what I want in my brain, it's like sometimes I just forget about my goal and I don't emotionally connect to my goal because I'm like, ah, there's too many things and we got to get the kids ready for school and it's just, I, I, I do regularly self-coach and have a morning practice, but it's usually like, okay, how do I come up for air today? I'm not even regularly thinking, at least right now. And this is what I did when I was looking for love. But right now, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm not taking as much action as I could be to create bigger goals. And I am not connecting to my goal because I am just trying to juggle a million things. And most of my self-coaching practices as of late has just been to come up for air and take a breath and calm down. And that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we're about to segue into you. So thank you for listening to me talk about myself as I shift into how this relates to you and how you navigate your heartbreak. I want you to know, if you know that you're not doing as much as you could be doing for your heartbreak, that's okay. Nothing bad has happened. There isn't something wrong with you. You're not a flawed person. 
I'm not flawed. I'm just thrilled that I've had this aha. And I could keep doing what I'm doing and life would be fine if just my morning practice is to come up for air and just like calm myself and ground myself and just, you know, get the shit done when I need to get it done, but also kind of putz around and procrastinate like everything's fine. I'm still doing quite well. But right now, just right now, as it stands, as I as I record this on January 18th of 2023, I want to do a little bit more. I want to put my head on the pillow and say, no, I fucking killed it today. Most days. I know I'm not going to kill it every day. I know I'm going to have curveballs. I know I could get sick. I know there's going to be bigger fires to put out because there's four kids between us and a big business that I'm already running. I'm not looking for perfection here, but I know I could take it up a notch. I know I could be putting in 1% more effort into my business and create even a 1% increase in my business goals. And I just like doing that for the love of it. I don't need 1% more, but I want 1% more and then maybe eventually 2% and see what that looks like. And so for me, that's just way better time management. And when I go into shutdown mode, maybe that's go take a five-minute walk and get a breath of fresh air to re-energize and let those endorphins release. Or close my eyes for five minutes and place a crystal on my heart. Yes, I'm a crazy crystal lady. (laughs) Go to Urban and the Mystic if you want amazing crystals. I'm obsessed with that company. And just close my eyes for five minutes, but then get it done. And the way that I know that I can deliver is because I'm remembering to reconnect with my goal. So my heartbroken listener, now it's about you. My assumption is your goal is you want to stop wanting him back or he, she, they, whatever pronoun applies for you. So the first thing that I want you to get clear on is why, why do you want to stop wanting him back? And this might really trip you up because you may actually want to still want him back and just want him to want to come back. Does that make sense? So I'm asking you, right? Like the result that you want is to be over your ex. And maybe you know that your ex is a terrible person. This is where it gets a little tricky for a podcast because everybody has different versions of heartbreak. You could know that the person is a terrible person, but still feel a longing for the person you hoped that they were, the person they promised you to be, but ultimately turned out not to be. Or you could just really be pining for them and really want them to just want you back. So that's the first thing that I would get really clear on. You could just ask yourself that question right now, and that would be 1% more of an effort than what you might currently be doing. I'm speaking to the heartbroken person who is just stuck, can barely put one foot in front of the other, You know, is probably still checking their ex's social media, constantly ruminating, constantly talking about their ex, just can't get past it, can't even imagine opening up their hearts again, can barely do anything good for themselves. It's just like barely getting by, showing up for work, doing your job, but then coming home and collapsing on the couch and just numbing out on TV or numbing out on social media and just, you know, Maybe it's not as low as that, or maybe that's not the perfectly painted picture, but maybe you identify with some of those symptoms of your heartbreak. And so a little bit of inquiry, a little bit of time to just ask yourself that question, why do I want to stop wanting him back? And if you don't want to stop wanting him back, 
looking at that, why do I want to hold on? Okay. Can I just acknowledge that thought and be with that thought and feel whatever feeling that thought produces in my body? This is very different than, oh my God, I just want him to want me back and and really wound up and like, what's he doing? And do we know if he's with anybody? And, you know, I had a client last week say, oh no, Claire, don't worry. I am crying. I am feeling my feelings. And I'm like, there's a big difference between feeling your feelings and crying whenever, which is great. I'm not saying don't do that. Let the floodgates open. But then there's sitting with and having a lovely journal. That's another thing I would suggest. That could be 1% tomorrow. Order a beautiful journal off of Amazon or paper source that is devoted to you putting effort into your heartbreak and acknowledging what is the conscious thought that I am thinking right now? And how is that making me feel in my body? So many times when I ask my heartbroken clients, okay, and how does that thought feel? It makes me feel like I'm not enough. It makes me feel like he never loved me. It makes me feel like we were living a lie. Those aren't feelings, my love. Those are not feelings. And so when my therapist in the thick of a lot of pain years ago, when she would just tell me that's not a feeling, that's a thought, I'd be so annoyed. I'd get so annoyed. I'd be like, what the fuck does it matter? I didn't speak to her like that, but that was my thought. Like, why does it matter? And why it matters is because we are trying, whether it's my therapist, me, I think a good healer is trying to bring you to conscious awareness of what is happening in the body right now. That is more real than your story about heartbreak. So I've given you a couple of things. 1% effort. Could you just ask yourself why you want to stop wanting him back or ask yourself why you don't want to stop wanting him back and then be with that feeling and look at whatever comes up in your brain with non-judgmental, compassionate curiosity. Your work is done for the day. And then maybe tomorrow you order a journal and you jot down. Maybe you ask yourself a question, the same question, because you can also have different answers each time you visit it. But it's so important to just carve out that time. Each of these things could take you no more than three to five minutes. The the ordering on Amazon takes less than a minute, but doing a little bit of inquiry. So here are a few other suggestions on how you could put 1% more effort into healing your heartbreak. But I'm going to tell you this. If you are not wanting to heal, these actions are not really going to be too well worth your while. Is that proper English? (laughs) Too well worth your while? I think you guys know what I mean. Sometimes I'm talking for so long and I coached a lot of hours earlier today. So I'm like, am I even speaking English? Or I listened to my podcast, previous podcast episodes. And I'm like, Claire, that was not proper English, but hopefully they understood what you meant. <laughs> but really, guys, if you are wanting to heal your heart, these exercises are going to work much better than if you're like, I actually don't want to. What I would just encourage you to do, and again, this isn't bad or wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't want to stop wanting them back. If Larry broke up with me tomorrow, 
I could not, I would not be in a position to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to rearrange my brain and just stop wanting him back. No, I would have to fucking fall apart and grieve. And I don't know how long that would take me. And I bet I would bargain with him and try to beg him to, to take me back because you know what? I had a dream last night that he wanted to go be with someone else. And I was like begging him to not. And then I eventually was like, well, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me. But I know that instinct to be like, don't do it. So there's nothing bad or wrong or good or bad if you're not ready to stop wanting the person back. But being onto yourself and just visiting the truth of that consciously is huge. And it's really hard to do that when you're in shutdown mode or fight or flight mode. And so then how do we break through shutdown mode or fight or flight? Well, a couple of suggestions for when I'm in those states is go take a walk or close my eyes and put a crystal on my heart and just breathe with it. I also love a good Tara Brock meditation. B as in boy, R-A-C-H, Tara Brock. She's a Buddhist meditation teacher, speaker, author. And she has a bunch of free meditations online. I believe it's tarabrock.com. She has a bunch of different lengths of meditations, mindfulness meditations of just observing what is in the body and then go take the action. So if you are stuck in, nope, I just want him back and I can't even think about not wanting him back, then just honor that and be with that and look at that and feel that five minutes a day. That would be 1% more effort than what you might potentially be doing right now. And eventually, there will be a shift because if the person has left the building and they're not coming back, your work will ultimately be to figure out how to stop wanting them back. And yes, you can train your brain to do that. And that is what I help my clients do. There is not one client who has come to me heartbroken. And I've been doing this now for seven years. Not one client who's come to me where I'm like, oh no, that dude definitely was the one who got away. And it doesn't mean that person was a monster. It just meant that like that person was not supposed to be with you. And when I start to get the whole picture, I'm like, yeah, this person was not supposed to be your person. You're supposed to be with someone who is way better suited for you. So the person doesn't have to be a demon. A lot of the times they are demons with the shit that I hear that these people are pulling on my clients. But they don't have to be, but they for sure are not supposed to be your person because if they were supposed to be your person, they would be here. Okay, a few other things that you could do to put 1% more effort into your heartbreak. You could put a timer on feeling your feelings. So I've already suggested this, but you know, I know it's hard and like as my client who I just referenced earlier, she said, no, I'm crying all the time. But there's a difference between crying all the time, just letting them all come up, which again, I'm not saying is bad or wrong, but then consciously cultivating awareness on the thought and then locating the emotional pain in the body and being with it and observing it. Could you do that for five minutes? Could you also put a timer on how much you want to talk about your ex with a friend? If you think about the future version of yourself, who wants to be over your ex. Think about how that person behaves. She is not talking ad nauseum about her ex. So if you know you're going out to dinner with a friend, could you say, look, we're going to put a timer on this 15 minutes. I just need to get this shit out. And you're my friend and I want to talk about it, but I don't want 
this to consume our conversation. Trust me, I was that <laughs> I was that person where it consumed the conversation. And I cringe thinking about how I couldn't think or talk about anyone else or anything else. And God bless my sister friends who stuck by me. Some did not, and I don't blame them. But yeah, cringe, cringe as I think about that. And I think it would be a really good idea to be like, I do want to talk about it because this is what's on my mind and my heart and you're my friend. But let's nip this in the bud. I don't want to put all my energy here. Could you not look at his social media? I don't know if you're doing it all day, every day. So, you know, what's that 1% more effort for you? I am all about no contact, cut contact with him on social media, text, email, especially if he is not respecting your boundaries. If he said he doesn't want to be with you, but he still wants to be friends and he's kind of like fucking with you and toying with your emotions, cut it off. There's nothing else to discuss. And I highly recommend cutting off contact on social media with all of his loved ones. Don't think that, you know, <laughs> just be on to your brain when you're like looking at his loved one's social media accounts, looking to see if he is on there. You could remind yourself of one reason why you aren't right for each other every single day. And you could let that list grow. So 1% more effort today. Could you just, in that journal, could you start making a list of why you aren't right for each other and add a new reason every single day and then maybe read that list every single day? Or could you remind yourself of one reason why you don't want him back? Two different things. I mean, yeah, why you're not right together would remind you of why you don't want him back, but there could just be fundamental things. Like you could have different political views or religious values, or you don't, one wants kids, the other doesn't, or you're both on different timelines, or one isn't career oriented, or there was like a financial reason, right? There's so many reasons why you could not be right for each other. And then there could be reasons why you don't want the person back because they just behaved like a foul human or they're just very limited and they're just not emotionally present or available or articulate or their actions don't line up with their words, right? So you go on and on and on and on and on. And finally, you could make a list of all the things you wanted to do, but held yourself back from doing them because of the relationship and then go out and do them. What are the things that you wanted to do, but you didn't carve out the time or the energy or the money because you put time, energy, and money into the relationship? It could be taking a freaking dance class or a voice lesson. And as I say that, I'm like, oh, I really want to take voice lessons again. I've been thinking about it for a long time. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. If Larry and I broke up, I would definitely have more time to do that stuff, right? And it's not because I want that. But I would go do the things that I wasn't putting in the time and effort for doing. It's not about blaming your ex, right? I, I want to make that clear. It could be. It could be that your ex said voice lessons are stupid. Dance class is stupid. That's lame. Don't do it. And you listened. But maybe it's just, oh, I'd love to do the thing. But it's a, a night that I would be with him. And so I don't want to, you know, sacrifice that time with him or whatever. So Figure out what are the things that you want to do now for yourself. Yes, that is part of your healing heartbreak process, doing things for yourself. And again, if what I'm suggesting is, you know, sounds great, but you just don't have the energy to do it, you could just do one of the things or you could figure out. And this is really what I do in my coaching. So I'd love for you to take advantage of one of my offers, my course with a bonus call. 
That's my most affordable offer. Or my group program, which I just think is so much bang for your buck because there's four 90-minute calls plus access to my 75-video course. The call times are spread throughout and just everybody gets coached because the, the the group right now, I want to say there's about 25 people in the group. So it's really amazing. And people are always learning from watching the coaching happening. I really think there's so much value there. And there's payment plans for all these options too, or work with me one-on-one. But figuring out how to move through the shutdown freeze mode or the fight or flight mode, honor it, but not indulge it to the point that you end up just doing nothing because you're just feeling so stuck, which is so normal and, you know, par for the course in your heartbreak journey. And there's a time and a place for it. For example, if you were just broken up with and you're still in shock, I wouldn't say you should go do these things, but this is a good list to hold on to for when you're ready to move the needle just a little bit to feel that much lighter, that much brighter, that much more energized and not so consumed by the loss. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really love doing this episode. And next week, I'm going to do an episode called Putting 1% More Effort Into Your Finding Love Journey. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.